Hot diggity dog. Whoa. Oh my God. This is maybe not a good You want me to switch? <laughs> no, it's okay. That's why I'm honestly not drinking. I've already had some muscle relaxers, so I can't. I don't think I can do beer on top of you that. You have to drink. That's the point of this She's show. She's having a shot. Yeah. I'm doing a shot. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Talk Murder Me podcast. Welcome to this live stream. We record every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think we're back on schedule with that. And you can find us on any podcasting app. I will say for the last episode for part two of Tony Karitzis, the hostage. Thanks to our Discord members, Shram and Chris, they alerted me that that, not just those episodes, but the entire Talk Murder Me podcast was behind a paywall. And I did not mean for that to happen. So if huh. you if you try to download it and it wouldn't let you because it was b- behind a paywall, please unsubscribe and then resubscribe again. So Apple did a new update and that's why it put it behind this weird, it, it was something that messed up in it, right? But just uh, unsubscribe and then resubscribe again and everything's fine. So that's it. And I'm sorry about that. We're also switching podcasting host, which may had something to do with that. It is a beautiful day in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Beautiful day. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. If you like this, listen to our sister podcast, Among the Dirt and Trees, True Crime. And that's about it for me. If you want to stay for the next episode, because I have two crazy episodes today, you're not going to believe either one of them, but they're both 100% shocking and true. And if you want to stay for that second one, you got to be a top tier supporter, patreon.com slash talk murder. You can go over there and we're going to record that right after this. If you don't have the funds, don't worry about it. That episode will be out on Wednesday of next week at any podcasting app. So there you go. Boom. Yay. I'm getting better at that. You are. That was that was very smooth. Thank you. Uh, Well, we do have a surprise shot today. I don't see Courtney on today, but today's request is for Courtney. And she nice. did have a specific one. All right, Courtney. And guys, you can if you're a Supremo, you can request multiple shots. Someone had asked me that the other day on the Patreon. Like, yeah, I, we're yeah. just going to prioritize, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the making sure we get through everyone yeah. first. Like, so we still got like five kind of teed up right now. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers. Cheers, Courtney. Whiskey. Uh, Y'all don't think it's cliche that we drink and podcast? Oh, yeah. I guess that's what everybody does, right? That was bird dog whiskey. I liked it. She did warn me it was kind of terrible. So. <laughs> that was fantastic. What are you talking about? That was great. That's bottom shelf, man. I don't like whiskey in general. That was definitely bottom shelf. That was not very good. <laughs> Why did she request this? Thing? I think she wanted to see our face being miserable, though. Which, you know, we're here to entertain. So if you want to see us miserable, Jen took that like a champ. She always does. I got that Irish liver. (laughs) Nicole bombing in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) The Irish liver full of cirrhosis or whatever. Uh, What is it? Cirrhosis? Is that a thing? Is that a... I don't don't know. know. I can promise you no other true crime podcast has covered this. I don't know. Natasha's going to call you out on that if somebody else has. But I doubt you know it. Okay. And if you think you know it at first, it's not what you think it is. It it might be. I I don't know (laughs) what you're thinking. (laughs) So tonight we're going to September 11th. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. The 10th. Oh. 2001? <laughs> no. Okay. 1985. Okay. The best year to be alive, 1985. Too bad none of us were. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was born in 93. Nope. <laughs> False. Nicole's like, you're not making me a cougar. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> no cashmere cougars over here. Right. So tonight we are talking about this guy right here. So if you know who this is, don't spoil it. Andrew Thornton the second. Looks like Burt Reynolds. Mm. He mm-hmm. does look like old Bertie. Which we watched Deliverance not too long ago. That's a great movie. I remember you said that. I still have not seen it. We watched it because of that one episode we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was that guy's name? And y'all are terrible, man. I am terrible with I didn't names. watch the movie. All right. Two points for anyone that can tell me that guy's name that used... The character? No, the actual killer that used a Deliverance as a, a defense. Jen was sleeping during that episode, <laughs> I think. No, she wasn't. No, I wasn't. Tonight, we are starting this story, September 10th, 1985. It is the wee hours in the morning, and we're talking about a... Oh, wait. It was the teacher guy, wasn't it? Albert Fentress, Martin says. Yeah, there you go. So, Martin... Point for Martin. Are you wait, keeping but, tally of but points? That, yeah. Wasn't that, yeah. The, wasn't that the teacher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember his name. Uh, but when he yeah, said in the wee hours of the morning, that's when it that's when it Whee! triggered me. <laughs> What's up, Brittany? Is that why they call it that? I don't know. <laughs> because well, nothing good happens after 2 a.m., let me tell you. Tonight, we're going to September 10th, 1985. We're talking about an experienced pilot, Andrew Carter Thornton II. Okay, Ooh, he, that sounds like a wealthy name. Yes. Yeah. Like if you have isn't the name a, Carter in your as your middle name, like you're probably well, I don't know, all of it just sounds wealthy. Isn't seconds usually like a junior. second person usually a junior and then you go to a third? Yeah. But if you say it like John said it, it makes it sound even more wealthy. Yeah. Like f- forget juniors. <laughs> Well, he was wealthy, but you'll see why in a little bit. So he is an, an experienced pilot. No, I shouldn't say that. He is the best in the damn business. The best pilot who has ever existed. I would like to argue with that, but that's okay. And this gentleman is flying one of these right here. And I'll put all these photos on talkmar.com. You can go there and uh, see them. This is a Cessna 404. This is a twin engine airplane. Oh, I might get to ride in a Chinook on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. You know, those things crash all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm riding in it. So... September 10th, 1985, Andrew Carter Thornton II is flying this plane. It is the wee hours in the morning, very late. He is in the sky and he is flying somewhere over Kentucky. Sky pilot. He is the best in the business, which is why he has all the lights turned off. He is flying just with his instruments. That's, you know, the instruments on the thing. Mm -hmm. He can't really see anything, but he knows exactly what he's doing because he's a damn good pilot. There's turbulence everywhere. And like I said, this is probably 2 a.m. in the morning. No one knows for sure. Turbulence. He is 8,400 square feet. Square feet. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> Why does it? Because it, really, <laughs> it really wasn't that high up there. You're just trying. no, but this is no. Kind it of is no. He reminiscent of um of that show Manifest that I told you guys to watch. Yeah, he was 8,400 feet in the air. It was pitch black outside. It was there was turbulence. You know there was clouds in the sky. It was raining. He's somewhere over the Kentucky mountains, really high in the sky with his lights off, and all of a sudden he just he just puts that thing on autopilot. Now he is by himself in this airplane. He puts it on autopilot. I'm sorry. What? I just think of airplane, the movie airplane when you Such like a the great auto, movie. autopilot. Yes, with the, the inflatable the, the, the inflatable doll. Oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't watch that one. We watched all the Liam Nielsen movies. Yeah, we watched Naked Gun. There was one that he did before the Naked Guns that it was Are you talking a, about Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's what a, did he say it, Liam? He, I thought he was talking about Liam Neeson. No. I'm like Liam Neeson was oh. not an airplane sir. <laughs> no. Leslie Nielsen. Anyway, he was uh it was a serious movie about being in the woods 
mm-hmm. deliverance no no it was a but it he, was uh it was like if the um sun's radiation had to do with like the ozone layer because it was made in the 80s and or the late 70s maybe and uh the ozone the, layer ate people no it made because the sun was so strong it made animals kind of go crazy and like they all all the animals like turned on the humans and maybe that's what's wilderness. happening to the humans and we're all turning on each other maybe but it was a real and he was, was an ass in the movie like it was, yeah. he wasn't funny in the movie. he was the oh. bad guy in the movie oh. yeah it was weird it was weird i don't like but that. it was before it was really good it was a good movie um i also want to commend you on the um the um the uh, authenticity of your sound effects can you do that slain sound effect for me again <laughs> <laughs> no it was more like <laughs> That's what it's going to be like in the Chinook. You're like, oh shit, I lost control. I'm not flying it. I'm just going to be in there. All of a sudden, he puts on the autopilot. Ching! And then he... Now, this is pitch black. So there's no cabin lights. How many passengers are on this plane? Zero. It's just him. Okay. It is just this guy. The best in the business. He puts the autopilot on. He gets up. He, he stumbles around the cabin because he can't see anything. He doesn't have a flashlight? It's 1985. I mean, they had flashlights well, yeah, in 1985. I mean, yeah, he but. had a flashlight, but he grabs this thing on the wall, this pack, this parachute, uh-huh. and he straps himself in to this parachute. And he, now, he abandons his plane? This plane is flying at 8,400 feet. So when autopilot's on, it just flies. It doesn't it like... Yeah. Like cruise control. Yeah, exactly. So it just coasts the whole time. So it'll fly for another 100 miles or whatever until it crashes and run out of gas mm-hmm. or lands itself. Right. Which that would... <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, but it probably never happened. No. So, but I mean, he, I'm sure Tesla's working on that. He puts it on autopilot. He puts on his parachute. He is flying over Knoxville, Tennessee. He opens the sliding door. And this is the plane one more time. This is the exact model that he was flying. So he opens the side door, which is behind this wing. That's the exact model as a Coast Guard plane? He jumps out. He jumps out, leaving his plane flying on autopilot. What do you guys think of that? There's a couple things that I didn't tell you here. What was he wearing? It's important. Is he naked? He's wearing combat BDUs. Hmm. The the uh, camouflage pattern, the ones that the Army used to wear. He's wearing those. He's also wearing a bulletproof vest. Now, this is the pilot. He throws that parachute on and then he jumps he's wearing army bdus what does bdu stand for something something battle, uniform battle duty uniform battle dress uniform battle dress uniform. he's he's wearing bdus a bulletproof vest night vision goggles does he think he's james bond well let me show you no, his, more like rambo all right we'll look at his photo again you, you tell me does he look like james bond now <laughs> i mean i could still like mustaches were were big then you know all right so he was wearing could BD- you imagine burt reynolds acting in a movie about his life. I mean, I know R.I.P. Burt Reynolds, but like I could totally see him in that role. All right, let me get on this. He's wearing a bulletproof vest, night vision goggles. He has two handguns on his side. He has a stiletto knife. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it was like he's wearing pumps. He also has the airplane keys in his pocket. He also around his waist has a money belt with $5,000 in the belt and six Krugerons, which is a a very valuable South African coinage. Mm. Rugerons. What the fuck? <laughs> Just listen. I've actually heard of that <laughs> coin before. 
This, I have not. This man also has survival food, MREs. Now, th- all this is attached to his body with the parachute. So he jumps out. That's crazy. Oh, wait, I forgot to also mention that he also, on his person, had 34 kilos of the finest Colombian cocaine I ever made. The finest Colombian cocaine. 34 kilos. 34 kilos on his body. Can you give me impounded? What is that in pounds? <laughs> kilos. So this man jumps with 34 kilos of the finest cocaine from Colombia. <laughs> Each kilo is worth $40,000. And he has 34 of them. That's a lot. They're crammed into two separate bags and valued between 20 and $50 million. Mm-hmm. Right. Martin says, dude is definitely a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was mm-hmm. a soldier. And we're going to talk about him. But that, this is him again, if you want to see his photo. I don't know. Maybe it's because this is a newspaper photo, but he does look like a badass. I wanted to say, and I, I think it's true, but I may just be making this up, which I am. But <laughs> when he was flying, he was also smoking a cigar. And I really wanted the newspaper to say on his person, there was like a pair of panties, like from, you know, a stripper or whatever. Like on our, uh, the car- <laughs> c- Colonel, Colonel, like the Colonel episode. Oh, oh. Episode five. Like where, you know, I don't think he means wearing. He just means like tucked in his pocket as a souvenir. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And they got like duty stands all over. Ew, stop. <laughs> that makes it worse. Yeah. Why would you say that? Why would oh. you want that? All right. So obviously you guys know that the plane landed itself. It was on autopilot, right? It, well, it crashed, correct? Yeah, it crashed. Oh, Jen, tell the story for us. I don't know the story, but well, I, if it, but I if mean, no like, if there's no one manning the plane, the plane it's going to it's gonna crash. It's not going to just be like, okay, nice landing, landing. everyone. Yeah. Like, all right, Otherwise, so, why would you need pilots? So here is the crash site right here. So he jumped out around here, Tennessee border, North Carolina, around these mountain areas. Obviously, this plane crashed. The hour meter on the plane showed that the plane had a total of a thousand hours on it. Brand new plane. Mm. The airspeed froze at on impact of the crash at 264 knots, which I guess is a lot. I don't know. Not a pilot. And No, but you jumped from them. Yeah, I jumped Your dad's from a them. pilot. All right, so this is from the Asheville Citizen, Citizen Times, 12th of September, 1985. The aircraft appeared to come in straight and level. Searchers said a wing clipped a tree and shared off from the fuselage with the wing remaining in the tree with the fuselage hit another tree and split into several sections. All right. So they found no pilot on board. The airplane was actually spotted by another pilot in the air. And there were plenty of witnesses that saw the fiery crash in the mountains. Plus, you can hear that. But they checked there was no pilot in there or he was burned up to a crisp. Right. Obviously, we know he jumped out. So that was when? September 10th, right? Yes. In 1985. Yeah. You got talking to the mic, In 1985. There you go. September 11th, one day after in Tennessee. I love Tennessee. We're going to September 11th, a day after. This is 2722 Island Home Avenue. Let's actually Google Earth this. I have not yet. So Island Home Avenue sounds like a really nice place. But I really do love Tennessee. I think it's my third favorite state. Well, I mean, like Massachusetts, South Carolina, Tennessee. Yeah. Well, I don't know if South Carolina actually 2722 Island Home Avenue right here. So this is where we're going to right now. This is in Tennessee. Purdy. This is about eight hours later. Okay. And we're actually going to around this spot right here. Oh no. Did the plane crash into a house? That would be sad if the plane oh. killed Sep- a family. Septem- September 11th, 
one day one day after a knox county elderly man named fred myers he's 85 years old he gets up a little late for an 85 year old he gets up at 8 30 which you know my grandparents get up super early but anyway he gets up and he walks to the bathroom this is shortly before 9 a.m he goes to the bathroom he puts the shaving cream on his face because he's so old he's shaving and then he looks out the window and he sees what appears to be a a dead pilot splattered on on in his driveway <laughs> i thought he had a parachute uh did wait, he not oh my use gosh the parachute? no no no. he didn't use the the he, he had a parachute on and he strapped with all his goodies he didn't was his parachute faulty would you just read the damn thing i got up to shave and looked out my window and saw him it looked like he jumped out with too heavy a load uh, so this is where he landed splat right there you can still see the indention like oh, no sorry. you cannot yeah you can he broke the fence <laughs> <laughs> this old man's shaving and he looks out the window and he sees this dead pilot. He has bags and uh, knives and night vision goggles and he's just splat right there on the freaking in the driveway. Crazy, right? So Fred's neighbor, a Ralph Johnson 63, said the following. Fred's neighbor, Ralph Johnson 63, said there was a trickle of blood from his nose that had dried on each cheek. Other than that, he looked okay. He was lying on his back with his knapsack half under him. You said he splattered. Yeah, right, that whatever, does not Jen. sound like a splatter to me. Yeah, right. you don't. That that, that does uh, not mean splat. Splat means he's like mush. Creative liberties, Jen. Okay, creative liberties. I'm just saying. This is the cocaine they found on this pilot. This is how much cocaine they found on him. Holy that's crap! A lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Why does it all say USA on it? Is that be- did they put that on before? Or I don't after? know, Jen. USA. Jesus Christ! USA. This is our cocaine. Come on! All right. What? We're adding banter. All right, so it says the drug agents display some some of the bundles of cocaine carried by Andrew Thornton. This isn't even all of it. Isn't that oh, crazy? Wow. That I mean, he must have had that strapped like like not even like a belt. That's like three layers of belt. That's a whole. Maybe it wasn't a bulletproof vest. Maybe it was a cocaine vest. Good point. So what do you think? The parachute was faulty because well, if that was to happen, and that's happened to me once, but well, you have like a reserve. Oh, does it like does weight matter with a parachute? Fuck yeah, it matters. You yeah. have to have certain grades of parachute, right? Isn't don't they make higher weight grade parachutes? Or am I making? That I don't up? know. No, I mean I don't know what parachute he had. It was probably a pretty good one though. See, I heard that like there is that when your body is jumping from a plane, like it's such high adrenaline. There have been people that have survived. Yeah, a, a, yeah, a jump without a parachute. Yeah, there's a few people. Yeah, but you, I mean, you break every bone in your body, but you survive. No, there's one guy that didn't break anything. He fell into like it was in the Antarctic, Arctic, and he fell into the water. Soft snow oh but so if it was so did he did he not pull the parachute or it was a a faulty parachute so it was a faulty parachute he also tried to pull Uh. the reserve parachute but so the reserve parachute i don't know if it's like what he had but when i was jumping you had the the main parachute on your back and then you have a reserve parachute we call it the, the oh shit parachute it's like in front of you like right above your pubic region and you just pull that string or that uh, line and then that parachute actually
actually comes out in front of you. So you would be like you get yeah. on your back almost. So yeah, how- it, it is literally it is literally like so you won't die parachute. It's so, not like I'm gonna land really nice. It is the last fucking resort type of shit. So can I ask you? But there are people. There was someone in the 82nd that uh, pulled his parachute and the reserve, and neither went off. Oh, that man. does happen. How common is that? Because I mean, that's really that's really messing with my desire to skydive. Oh my god, I would never. But I do want to ask, like, so you pull your parachute, and then like, how long does it take for a parachute to to function fully? Like, how soon do you know, like, if there is like a hole in the parachute? Mm-hmm. Like, do you just pull? Like, like, what is the procedure? This is a serious question. I'm not even trying to be like. I know it sounds dumb because you probably know right away if your parachute doesn't work. But yeah, like, how long does it take from you pulling the string to deploy it? Yeah, and and how I long mean, it after? Depends. It depends on like what parachute you have, I guess. I mean, if, as far as the holes, like the army parachutes have holes in them because they're used in World War Two or, or yeah, World War Two. The so they're recycled. Brothers. Fuck yeah. So in the army, when you jump, and if anyone was airborne, they know this too. But there's there's a rule that. So there's there's holes in the fucking canopy. You look up and, and it's got holes in it because like it's so holes. No, like fucking being so old, like rip fabric type of holes. If the hole is bigger than the helmet you're wearing, then you would pull the reserve. But because at night you can't you can't tell how fast you're, you're falling. What does it feel like to fall from an airplane? Is it a roller coaster drop feel? Do you like? Is there sometimes you drop faster than other times depending on the height? Is it like an Empire um, State Building no, type no, thing in the penny? No, it's actually really calm if you don't jump with like a bunch of people or females. Yeah, throw that in there because they're terrible at it. But... (laughs) Just for that, <laughs> just for that, I want to go jump out of an airplane. <laughs> but no, it's calm when, when you're in the air. If everything's working fine, you fall fast if you're you're what they're called risers. There's things that connect the canopy. If they're twisted up, which happens a lot in the army, at least, then you don't fall as gracefully. You actually have to pull the risers apart like this. You pull and then you kick your legs out like, and, and it spins you around until they straighten out. And then it's like, and then you kind of just float. It's actually really peaceful until you hit the ground. Can I ask <laughs> and you- they say, nah, he's dead. Well, Can I ask you a person? <laughs> Which is what happened to John. Can I ask you <laughs> Can I ask you a personal question that you don't have to answer on this podcast? Uh, but probably I'm not. <laughs> go oh, ahead, go ahead. Did you like when you were do you want me to not ask it? I, can, I, I don't give ask a shit. It. Well, we you said probably not. Now, did you choose to jump out of the airplanes or was it like what or was it like this is your assignment? Did they choose like or did they choose you to do it? You don't have to be smart to jump out. Of, I mean, because you don't jump. If you don't jump, they push you out. You don't have to be smart <laughs> if that's what you mean. It's not like some specialty. No, I think she's asking like for for what you went into in the army. Was that like a requirement or yeah, did you volunteer re- for? No, it's a requirement with my job. Not everyone goes into the army. To no, do no, that. like for. Oh my yeah, god, this yeah. is going way too long. Right, Sorry. Let's, let's move on. With I, this. It was a right. question. I was just interested. I'm interested in learning question. about my friend's lives. Uh, ugh, gross. All right, so this guy, this James Bond, he was smoking this cigar and he jumped out of his plane his parachute either was faulty or it was carrying too much either way he splatted right there on the man's driveway the Knox County Medical Examiner Randall Pedigo said the man appeared to be dead for about 8 hours when his body was found at 8.45am by this elderly man shaving his face the DEA said that this is actually really common in 1985 this was the cocaine rush and what a time to be alive think about <laughs> (laughs) about like this guy i mean dude 
this guy died a hero, at least to me. He jumps out. He's he's this multi-millionaire cocaine pilot. He's got all this cool shit. He jumps out with $40 million worth of cocaine. I mean, dude, that is badass. If there was a way I want to die, that is the way I want to go. I think that- it's interesting that you called him <laughs> a cocaine pilot. Like, if that is a job description. Like, so I think in the 80s, it probably was. Yeah. So, <laughs> the DEA said that around this time, there are these hidden airstrips all over the Appalachian Mountains, and they provide good cover. They're kind of like these clearings. They're not really runways. They're just known to the Colombian cartel and, and the pilots, right? If you go back and listen to uh, Boys on the Track, this is like what Bill Clinton was doing <laughs> at, in that time period, too. Not it, He wasn't the flying the airplanes. Let's no, make that very, pl- it, very no, clear. No, he was just running all the, the drugs. <laughs> Hillary, don't come kill us, please. I mean, Bill's uh, still alive, too. Like, he might be frail, but he's Bill. still alive. The Colombians then go up there and they make the trade, and it's it's good. And that was that was an epidemic back in that time. Not so much anymore, I don't think. Lieutenant Jerry Day of the Metro Narcotics Unit said, quote, we've never seen this much coke in one place here before. So not only was there $40 million of cocaine on his person, what? $40 million? Yeah, like, $40 million of cocaine. 34 kilos. Are you even listening? 34 kilos of cocaine. I didn't know how much it translated into dollars. I yeah, said, we, we looked up pounds. We didn't yeah. look up dollars translation. Listen, stop looking up shit. No. I, if y'all would listen to me, I would tell you how much. I said 34 kilos of, of cocaine. Each kilo were $40,000. Yeah, I can't do that math in my head, man. Nope, no. Also, right. pound it. Like, how? Weight. We're not talking about pounds, dude. I know. She was looking I'm to so see, curious. like, how much added weight it would be to his parachute. Oh, my God. I know stop where you're going. Stop looking stuff up because you know, messing the story up. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> let me talk about this guy, Andrew Thornton II, born October 30, 1944, Bourbon, Kentucky. One reverend said, I have known his parents for nine years now, and they're the most highly regarded families, yada, yada, yada. Grew up private school. He grew up in a polo school, military academy, ROTC, dropped out, joined the army in 82. He was in the 82nd Airborne Division, lead the way. That's your division, isn't it? Purple Heart candidate in 1965, invasion of Dominican Republic, a degree in law enforcement and he actually worked for the CIA at one point as a pilot then he became the head of the company which is the biggest drug smugglers in Kentucky that's all him that's all we're gonna talk about him because he's not even the main character to this story what you mean wait but so I'm sorry I got confused you said oh it was the 82 when he joined that division but he was in the army before it doesn't matter about him I didn't do his story he's cool as shit in my opinion but and it's cool that he splatted on the ground and all that stuff is pretty cool and all the cocaine and stuff. I think that's pretty cool if you like that movie Snatch. But that's not the story we're talking about tonight. Oh, what is the... Oh, so, oh, so we've there gone was, on about something uh, that wasn't yeah. even the main character. There's something... Sorry. There is one who has made a far bigger impact and this story is going to take a little bit of a twist. Ooh. But the story that I really want to focus on tonight is not the dead pilot, although his story would be cool to discuss in the future. But let's go back to the plane. The plane crashed. The pilot is dead. All right. Narcotics officers realized that a lot of the cocaine was dumped out of the plane during mid-flight. So there was more than 34 kilos on that plane. The plane comes with 12 seats. Six seats were removed to store all the cocaine. The plane was actually overloaded to begin with, and that was because he got too greedy. He wanted to carry too much of it, and it was having trouble. That was the turbulence. Oh. So, so to reduce the weight, he started dumping cocaine all over George. 
Georgia and all over Kentucky and all over North Carolina. So Could you imagine if they thought that it was a snowstorm? Like, who are you? All kids snow? are outside making snow angels. Whoa, let's catch some snowflakes on our tongue. Oh, they had. That was not a good movement. The narcotics officers had found one previous stash of 100 pounds earlier the same week that the pilot was found. And that led them to Fannin County, the Fannin County Mountains, which is 80 miles north of Atlanta and south of the Tennessee line. Do you want to see that on Google Earth or not? Yeah. Yeah. Right, we love Google Earth. My favorite. Google Earth? How do you spell I heard that? that too. How do you spell Google Earth? Did you hear that? Yeah. I didn't mean for that to happen. How do you spell Do you think that's what the plane looked like? Look. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> Bannon County Mountains. You go here. So the mountain range. So this is, yeah, this is the right place because this is where the, the plane crashed here in the Nantahala na- in the National Forest. So around Blue Ridge. Yep. Right okay. around Blue Ridge. Right here in Blue Ridge in the mountain areas, the DEA found some of the, the Coke stash. Oh. They found 100 pounds of it because he was dumping it. All right. So that led them to right at the Tennessee line. And they found something else. And well, in fact, a, a local hunter was out there and he calls in and he says, I think I think you should send y'all need to see this. Y'all ain't gonna believe this shit. This was about a hundred yards away from where they found a hundred pounds a few weeks earlier. Hunter finds what he is the shocking, the most shocking thing he's ever seen in his life. He calls it in, the DEA, the cops get there, the narcotics agency, and this is from the Associated Press. From the Associated Press, December 22nd, 1985, investigators searching for cocaine dropped by an airborne smuggler have found a ripped up shipment of sweet smelling powder and the remnants of a bear that apparently died of a multi-million dollar high. Whoa. So this... Could you imagine an episode of Winnie the Pooh that finds cocaine? (laughs) Cocaine instead of honey? (laughs) This is... this. Oh, terror. I don't think that you should eat it. Oh, no. We should eat it. Oh, I'm going to eat it. (laughs) That was an interesting impression of Winnie the Pooh. Then, it, was, it was Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, and Tigger. I, I got one. So Tigger's like, oh, I'm all high. Oh, you're hot. Boing, boing, boing. I mean, Tigger probably acted <laughs> like he was high on cocaine pretty often. Tigger? Like, <laughs> well, you know the, the wonderful thing, thing about Tigger is? <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tigger is there's a wonderful thing. <laughs> all right. So do you, do you think that, did you know that, did you know that Winnie the Pooh char- characters are re- uh, representative of different mental illnesses? Oh my God. All right. So tonight, we're not talking about the pilot. I could care less about him. Tonight, we're talking about this fella right here. He's so cute. Not not his actual self because his self was found as bones, but this is about the same model. Black model. bear. Model. <laughs> this is the 86754. Black bear. A black bear found a lot of cocaine, which we're about to uh, tell you how much. And this bear became known as the cocaine bear, but better known as as Pablo Escobar. Oh, oh my God. Pablo, Pablo <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. yes. Pablo Escobar. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Whoever came up with that deserves a Pulitzer Prize. Ba- I'm sorry. Ba- That's fucking fantastic. Pablo Escobar. This- oh, my God. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. 
Did you guys see the video of the the mama bear helping the baby bears across the street? No. It was cute. Did you watch the I know we did this on a live um uh, one of the news the the headlines? The ba- what was the honey? It was like a special it was like a high honey and the bear got was like yeah. super high. The mud honey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was really adorable. I, I mean, it was non life threatening to the bear, but he was he was high as f. All right, listen guys. I know we all feel sorry for the bear, but let's view this bear, at the cocaine bear, Pablo Escobar, as a national hero. He died of a, quote, multi-million dollar high, but that's an understatement. Gary Garner of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said the following. The bear got to it before we could, and he tore the duffel bag open, got him some cocaine and OD'd. There's nothing left but bones and a big hide. So this is right by where the cocaine was initially. He basically went a few feet and died within 30 to 45 minutes. But this black bear weighed almost 200 pounds, has been dead for four weeks when they found him. This is where it gets crazy. This black bear, Pablo Escobar, consumed 40 packages of cocaine. How many How many pounds are in a package? Well, it's one kilo per... Oh, look. Look what's on the screen now. Oh, my God. It's Winnie the Pooh. Stop. He's looking for cocaine. <laughs> Y'all have ruined Winnie the Pooh for me. There's a horror yeah. movie called Winnie the Pooh out there. No. I know. You showed us that The new thing. Bruins jerseys are... The, well, not the new, but the retro throwback Bruins jerseys are called Pooh Bear jerseys. Officials believe the bear and maybe some others ate several million dollars worth of the cocaine. Each of the 40 packages is believed to have contained one kilogram of cocaine or about 88 pounds in all and valued at as much as 20 million dollars guys guys this bear this bear ate 20 million dollars worth of cocaine (laughs) there he is right there Oh, that's him. Wait, is like is his is that Kentucky Fun Mall? Is what else goes on at that mall? That's what I want to know. Is his snout white or is that just? Uh, oh the shit! Photo? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the story, guys. Think about it. You have these DEA officers and these hard ass guys. It's like, oh, and what do they want? What do they want more than anything? These to narco- stop the war on no, drugs. No, no, they don't fucking care about that. These narcotics officers, they want to see their face in the paper with that big old smile with $20 million of cocaine laid out. So imagine they get to the spot where $20 million of cocaine was four weeks ago. And instead of that picture of them smiling, you know, with a senator with a thumbs up with all the cocaine, they have a bear that can. Consumed all the cocaine, aka Pablo Escobar. <laughs> but to be fair, I mean the bear kind of did their job by getting cocaine off the streets. That's right. That's right. Like it's probably safer that uh, way. They should obviously, they should honestly like give that give that bear a po- posthumous award for getting the drugs off the street. They should make him an honorary member of the police mm-hmm, department. Mm-hmm. That's Great. why, yeah, we gotta view him as a national hero. And that's why he's in the Kentucky Fun Mall. Yeah, because so, he's a hero. He. I mean, there are there are twenty million dollars less worth of customers out there. The bear was three to four years old, five feet tall, and if you want to read the autopsy, was it a male bear? Yeah. So he was young, five feet tall. That's small for a black bear, I think. Right? I think so. Yeah, but- it was about two hundred pounds. I thought it'd be bigger too, but I guess it still is small. Maybe he was a cub, but he was fucking high. Underage <laughs> drug use is not good. It'll kill you. I mean, he ate. He he basically ate forty of those bricks of this cocaine. Jeez. He Christ. must have been fucking on the moon, bro. I mean, he died super <laughs> high. I mean, I mean, his 
but that's so sad. Like his heart, pro- he was probably beating he probably so fast. exploded on yeah. the inside. I know, I know. That's why it's sad. But Poor that's guy. why it's more sad than that dead pilot splatting on the freaking pavement. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more sad about the bear. <laughs> the bear died of acute cocaine intoxication, said Dr. Kenneth Alonzo of the Georgia Crime Lab. Quote, we determined that the post-mortem levels of the cocaine bear ingested were quite high. Quote, the only thing that was left were the packages themselves. No cocaine was recovered. Wow. So wow. that is the, the Pablo Escobar story. Uh, the folks on live <laughs> chat were saying that there is a movie coming out next year called The Cocaine Bear. Yeah, yeah, I think I heard of that. Oh, is that how you got the in- inspiration? <laughs> so there is a movie called The Cocaine Bear coming out. It's got some pretty famous actors in it. It's a horror movie. Here, I'll show you. The, Wait, uh, is that the inspiration or was it the Pooh Bear? Is this the Pooh Bear horror movie? Or no, what? no, this is co- the movie's no, called the Cocaine Bear. the Pooh Bear horror movie was just a fake like commercial, I think. No, the, that was real. So, is it? Because Pooh Bear is going to be out of the public or into the public domain. Yeah, that's real. So this is it right here. Cocaine Bear. And so this is all posted. That I saw this story and I was like, I have to fucking cover this shit. The movie, which has some pretty pretty big actors in it. Let's see. Uh, Man, we are going to go see this movie. I don't want to play the, oh, Ray Luiota. Oh, he died. Oh. I don't want to play the freaking trailer because last time you two Harry got Russell. really pissed off. Yeah, we me. won't play it. We won't play it. But so go here and watch this. Cocaine Bear. It it is in, inspired by this story, this true story that I told you. So when you see this out, because it's probably going to be pretty big, I would imagine, kind of like uh, well, some they, of those other ones. They did take some uh, liberties here because you just said that bear was 200 pounds and it's saying that that 500 pound black bear. Yeah. So basically the story here is they uh, is a horror movie. So the bear eats a bunch of cocaine and then kills a bunch of people. But we, you know, it's kind of the inspiration. The bear didn't kill a whole bunch of people, though. So, yeah. In real life. That's the story about the cocaine bear. I thought it was pretty fascinating. I hope you guys did too. It is fascinating. I feel like the story isn't over though. I mean, the bear. Well, our story is over because we oh. got another episode. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> If you guys want to stay for the next story, I definitely recommend it. I'm going to start it like you would start a really bad joke. God. And I'll just say it. Four lesbians walk into a a bar. (laughs) Why is that a bad joke? Why is that a bad joke? No, it's like the, you know, any any of those. A a rabbi and and something. Imam or something. Yeah. Four lesbians walk into an Australia, Australian (laughs) seedy bar in Brisbane and. and Oh, Lauren. Do you know the story? <laughs> Lawrence from Australia. It's a crazy story. And that's what we're starting with. So four lesbians walking to a bar. <laughs> All right. All right. But Sounds good. That story will be out next week if you guys don't want to stay. It's in fact the, the main story I was going to tell because it's the one I did obviously the, the majority of research on. But I just couldn't not put this one as public. So it's the fucking Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. <laughs> but so anyway, that is what we're doing next it's a crazy story and you guys will love it so patreon.com slash talk murder if you want to support us and stay on for that and that's all i have about this story i hope you guys enjoyed it kind of short but that's all you're gonna get with the cocaine bear so this is john i'm sitting here with jen and nicole this is talk murder me podcast and until next time good night you lovely lovely people